How's it going? This is Ty, and this is episode 61 of the Fiction and Copy Decoded podcast. I'd like to welcome you, and I do. Welcome. Okay, before we get started about this flashback to the Super Bowl commercials I want to reminisce about from 2014, which is actually what this is going to end up as some of the way, because this is posted on February 4th, 2014, the blog post this episode is going to be connected to, I'd actually like to take the time out to make a special announcement, not actually about me, but about my parents, because today is their 25th wedding anniversary, so I'm happy for them. It's really cool, and I hope they're going to have a really awesome day. Anyway, so let's get to it for today. Uh, Today was actually the first... This series of posts was actually going to be, if I'm not mistaken, (coughs) excuse me, the first time that I had ever done reviews of a Super Bowl commercial from like a marketing copy story perspective. And I'm only saying that because A, I really enjoyed it, and B, throughout the years, I've continued the practice because it's just something I really like to do. So anyway... Uh, I won't be able to go all over all the commercials, even though I had done this for, I think it was five days straight way back when, with a couple commercials per uh, post. So I would stick to a couple per post. Okay. For some strange reason that year, I noticed that there was a lot of tech commercials and a lot of vehicle commercials. All right. So... I liked the action pack commercials from this year, especially the one with Xfinity way back in 2014, okay? Because they had uh, Jason Statham in it, who's the dude from the Transporter movies. And they actually made it based on what he was doing, that he was in his character of being the Transporter in this show, or in this commercial. So he's... Uh, he's in a plane, uh, he's on a plane watching TV on his tablet. Okay. After some strange goings on, he defends a bunch of people on the plane in the midst of some shenanigans, including introducing his tablet to a guy's face, which I thought was pretty interesting in itself because of what I'm going to say later. If you've never watched the transporter series of shows. Okay. He jumps out the airlock, which is kind of crazy at the time. And, uh, at least to me, and has a tablet to attack and says they're right about being able to watch recorded shows or movies anywhere. Okay, so I really I really enjoyed this commercial. I think it's mostly because of the Transporter movies. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there were two... I was pretty sure there were two Transporter movies, and I think they also tried to spin it off into a show, but Statham wasn't in the show. Uh, so the Transporter as a character, 2014 was actually before the Transporter TV show. Anyway, the Transporter is rather famous for being good at a couple of things. Okay, one is driving, the other is shooting, and the other is fighting bad guys using his surroundings, including, strangely enough, pieces of his own clothes, which is why, to me, the fight sequences were so interesting because you wouldn't think that somebody would be able to use a belt or like a suit jacket or a dress shirt to in a fight. But he does those things. And it's really interesting to watch how everything was choreographed and like 
I sometimes wonder if it would be possible for people to do that effectively in real life if they practiced hard enough and were familiar with certain materials and how certain materials and things behaved based on what they'd wanted to use them for in a fight. Okay. And this commercial used the persona of the transporter character to great, great effect. Okay. Based on what I had gleaned from it is okay. This really got people involved. I mean, it got people, me involved because it was like right away, there was no, here's this. And do you like to watch movies anywhere? And would you certainly like to watch movies in a place where you don't think people would be able to watch very many movies? No, it was just the transporter in a seat talking about watching movies. And then it was from here and there, he's beating people up as he moves along. It's like, it's not a never a dull moment. Then by the time you realize the commercial's over, it's over. And to me, this was more about making the connection about a cool character, the transporter in this case, and Xfinity. It's like, okay, hey, the transporter guy is pretty cool. He's smooth and suave and stuff. And maybe Xfinity is cool like that too. I think that's the connection they had wanted to make. And me personally, I think they made it. And they made it well. Okay, now I'm not suggesting, I guess I have to say this, but I would normally say it anyway. I would think that email writers or fiction writers go around beating people up. Or marketing writers, that's not what we want to do. But I am suggesting you use distinction to gain an edge. The transporter fights like no one else that I'd seen, unless, I mean, there are other people who fight using their own clothes in a fight. I mean, there might be, I haven't seen like every action movie ever made. So I may have to, uh, you may have me there if you can think of somebody else who does that. But you have to write like no one else. That's like discovering your style and then use it as long as it's appropriate for readers and prospects. I mean, you don't want to, you have to sometimes match your language to the audience depending on who the audience is made up of. It doesn't always have to be that way, but sometimes it does. Discovering your preferred writing style or how you, if you're writing like you talk, I mean, you can analyze that. Some people talk a lot differently than other people where they don't use slang a lot or don't really use contractions a lot, although most people use contractions in this day and age. Some people don't do it as much. And other people use bigger words that mean things that some people don't know what it means, but they use them anyway. Just think of, it's sometimes helpful for me to think of how I would write something if I wanted to tell somebody a story. Like I knew somebody... Uh, I knew somebody and we were just sitting on the couch watching TV or what have you. And I want to tell them a story. I tell them a story and I tell stories how I tell stories, even though when I'm writing, I try to be, I'd say I try to be a lot less wordy, but sometimes it doesn't work out that way because in real life I can kind of ramble, which is sometimes terrible. All right. So, Another thing you could probably glean from this is not to ramble. Okay, on to the second commercial. This was actually for Squarespace, which up until I had seen this commercial and maybe some other things, I didn't have any idea about. 
Also, I admit you got me that they played the Transporter commercial actually before the Super Bowl started, but I decided to include it anyway because I thought it was so cool. Okay, on to Squarespace. I didn't have any clue about what the commercial was even about until the end, which was rather... It's a bit of a frustrating thing to me because it doesn't really get me... It doesn't really give to me as much as far as information as emotional engagement if I'm unfamiliar with what the brand is or what the commercial is trying to convey to me until the end. It's like, oh, that was about blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, okay. Instead of starting out with a clear picture of what the what brand the commercial is going to be about and then pulling people in for the in educating or familiarizing them with it if they don't know about it. So... Okay, so this one opened up with a guy in a place with people who look like they're like catatonic or some kind of jazz like this. Okay, one woman tells tells the guy, the viewpoint character guy, please like this. Okay, an older dude, older dude was talking about lowering mortgages, and a muscular dude with had click here across his gut. The commercial made the point that people need to get noticed on the internet. Okay, that starts with their website. For most people, that's probably true depending on how they're marketing or getting the word out about themselves their businesses okay and you'd also need an effective strategy or this commercial didn't impact me didn't impact me at all regarding uh squarespace but it actually uh was more to me of a a cautionary tale or an illustrative example of how the internet is itself as far as promotion, sometimes the internet can kind of be in your face about a lot of things, like really salesy, too strong, and way too fast on the promo kind of thing. In other words, like how not to be. Now, there's a bit of a dichotomy from this because of the fact that uh, most people would say being salesy is bad because salesy means like to people sleazy and unethical or like doing anything you can need to do to get people to sign on the dotted line to make a sale. While other people would say, if somebody, and I and I think this is more to the point, depending on the motivation of the person doing the salesmanship, sales materials, or what have you. Sales is a matter of trying to help as many people as possible in the most efficient way possible. So... It's no like and trust up to a point, but there is also a point or a space where somebody has an extremely dire or problem is crazy difficult. And if somebody has a solution to deal with that, it may not matter who specifically they are or whether they know, like, or trust you or not. They just want your solution because either they're desperate because of what they tried before that hasn't worked or they're just the problem is just too big for them and they simply don't know how to deal with it and there are a lot of problems like that especially with things like health depending on how the what the person has experienced up to that point and how far along there are in terms of difficulty and how bad their condition is sometimes and I would say, on the other side, you also have to gain the trust of your prospects. Because if you your prospects trust you, they'll come back to you to buy over and over as long as you 
you know, remind them sometimes that you're there and of good results that you've been getting along the line when they weren't in contact with you and what have you. That's for your own projects, client projects. If you write fiction, if you write copy. Uh, I would also say that everything in life is a learning experience, okay? A lot of people know that, but it's not. It's almost like, to me, life is kind of almost like writing a fiction story with a prompt where if I tell you to, if I tell 10 people to write a story, a fiction story, 500 words or so that involves an apple, I'm probably going to get 10 different stories that would have nothing to do with each other and nothing in common. That's how I think life is with sometimes about learning experiences where certain people, based on how they've grown up and other things that have happened to them, will get different will get different output and learn something different from a similar situation. Even if it's simple as something something as simple as watching a TV commercial, Super Bowl, reading a blog, or what have you. So, and if I'm not mistaken, not to like be a blowhard or anything, I'm pretty sure that this post was also my first and only reblog, which was a surprise to me. For for some reason or other, somebody had decided to reblog it. All right, so next post, even though I didn't do this, I don't do this on this show. Sometimes I do it on my blog, but I'm not as consistent with it. Where I tease a little, tease the next subject a little bit. Next post, or the next episode, we'll look into how a national brand missed the mark, even though they started out with a great story. And we'll talk to you then. Happy anniversary, Mom and Dad. Catch you guys next time. That'll be the end of this episode. I appreciate you guys hanging out. To learn more about the blog this podcast is connected to, you can visit it at fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com. You can learn about me there. You can also learn about me at my copywriting samples website, which is timealcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yolasite is one word. It's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. And you can also support this podcast. Number one way to do that is by commenting, sharing, and subscribing to it wherever you listen to it, whether that's on Google Play, iTunes, or some other platform. You can also become a monthly contributor if you'd like to do that. For 99 cents a month, you'll get my thanks, which would be totally awesome, especially since I'm planning to do that in each episode where I have monthly contributors. For the next level, I think it's $4.99 a month. I'll give you part of the description of the show for your business or whatever else you're looking to promote. Go to if you have a service business or product business or what have you like that. And for $9.99, I'll plan to give you like a 30 to second to one minute ad in the show itself. So I'll need to learn about your business and who you serve and all kinds of neat stuff, but I'm cool with that if you are. So if you've got a business to promote, that's awesome. Anyway, You can get in touch with me on that if you'd like. Otherwise, we will catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.